Hello, and welcome to Shattered Lives, an informed, conversational, cutting-edge radio show in touch with today's issues that impact the lives of crime victims, addressing the aftermath of crime, forging a path for hope, building awareness, and empowering listeners for the future. This is Donna Argor, a.k.a. Lady Justice, your host, with my co-host, Delilah Jones, president of ImaginePublicity.com, welcoming you to, to today's show and to our library of weekly archived shows. It is our goal to make a difference. And uh, yes, indeed, it's our goal to make a difference. And today we are trying to help make an international difference with a, uh, a very um, cosmopolitan uh, guest today. Uh, we are taking a bit of a break from um, homicide and, and missing persons in, in, in a way. Um, we've been anticipating this show for quite some time. It's been in the planning. Um, our special guest is Rosalind Parker. Um, and, uh, but before I uh, greet her personally, just want to say good morning, Delilah, and thank you so much for being with us on this very busy day because today also coincides the uh, Key Center for Missing Persons Tour Stop in uh, your neck of the woods. So hi, and how's everything going? And let's chat a little bit about that before we bring in Rosalind. Okay, yeah, everything's great today. And just for future reference, this is in October. So people may, oh. you know, listening a year from now may wonder what the heck we're talking about. But every year the Q Center for Missing Persons does a national, what they call a Road to Remember tour. And they, they go through different parts of the country each year highlighting and bringing media attention to missing persons cases in in whatever cities there there may be uh families that are getting together and sponsoring these stops we we do a lot of different things like candlelight vigils um today the one that we're doing in Myrtle Beach that was organized by um Missy Jordan, who is uh, the mother of Zach Malinowski, who's been missing in Horry County for, I want to say, at least a year and a half, and I don't have the exact date in front of me, but um, we're sponsoring a car wash. We're going to be doing kid ID kits and a lot of different activities, and it's going to be on one of the biggest, busiest streets in this area on Highway 501 coming into Myrtle Beach. So we're hoping for a big turnout, um, and more so we're hoping for a lot of attention, which will bring in more tips, more clues, so that these people can be found. Um, so that's that's kind of what's going on with me today after after we speak with <laughs> Rosalind. <laughs> and right. uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am. I mean, we've waited a long time for this show to come about. And Rosalind is one of those people, I think, once you speak with her and communicate with her, you, you become a girlfriend. And yeah. uh, and I'm very, very pleased to have her on the show today. And I know that, um, you know, with all of the, the little pots that she has her fingers in, there are so many meaningful things that she does that impact um, a lot of people. So I'm very proud to have her on. Absolutely. I've been, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And my understanding, if I had to, 
you know, um, bring it down to a kernel of information. She's really an expert in volunteerism and volunteer uh, tourism, and um, she, you know, she she has an international reach. And I think the concept with one of the many um, um, ventures that she uh, runs or is involved with has to do with ha- has to do with women, you, you know, e- empowering women. Uh, you know, all across the world. So it's very exciting. Um, Rosalind, thank you so much for being on Shattered Wise Radio and being part of our radio family. It's wonderful to have you today. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and such a warm, well, warm welcome. Yes, yes. Well, that's what we try to do here. <laughs> um, just like Johnny Carson, I guess, used to do. I don't know. But um, <laughs> anyway, you're... Um, what, I understand that you you have lived in a lot of places, but you you sort of have called home Texas and Florida, and currently you've been involved in raising funds at, at you know after the hurricanes and all that kind of thing. But if someone were to ask me now that I've gotten to know you in in a in a certain degree, you kind of live wherever you, your feet land. I think because you're in so many different places doing many things again on the on an international basis and how how fortunate how rich how enriching your life must be to be able to have contact with so many people across across the world um can, can you t- tell us a little bit about what that's like how and how you began your your many humanitarian efforts well, I think the seeds were planted when I was a little girl. Every year, my family would take a trip somewhere, and my mother was part of a club, and all year long they saved for a big trip. And back in those days, we took a trailway bus somewhere. So we, I grew up in Virginia, so we, uh, one year we went to Montreal, we went to Toronto, Canada, we went to Atlanta one year. We went to Miami. We went to Florida, Miami and Orlando, rather. So we went to a number of places, and I used to be so excited about getting my suitcase ready and getting my new clothes for my outfit, and that started when I was like seven or eight years old. So the seed was planted very, very early, and I think the humanitarian seed was planted um, because my mother um, took in foster children, and I, too, was adopted as well. So that kind of, you know, opened my heart up in a different way because I actually had two families, my biological family as well as my adopted family, and then my mother also took in foster children. Um, and my father was a Boy Scout leader and just a very compassionate human being. So it was like the perfect storm for me in that environment to kind of be who I am today. It really, really was. And so that kind of was the start of my journey of traveling and serving. And then one day after a company reorg, I decided about nine or ten years ago to start my own company. And I wanted to do something in the travel industry, so I was researching to be a meeting planner, this type of thing, and found that there was this whole industry that combined volunteerism and tourism called voluntourism. So 
I started Travel to Do Good, and the rest, as they say, is history. Well, so that that venture has been in existence for like nine, nine or ten years, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. This I is see. a ninth year. Uh-huh. Well, um, how – obviously you're not somebody right now that is, has a, a desk job, and you don't strike me as that kind of a person, but how does one – if they want to be able to combine, you know, those kinds of things, how do you structure your life to be able to do that and have the flexibility? Can you give us a sense of, you know, what would be an example of the day, one day in the life of Rosalind Parker right now? If you, you know, can you give us a well, sense of I that? It, yeah, I can. I mean, I think it requires a lot of flexibility mm-hmm. and, for me, it was just, it's about timing. So it's its a good time in my life to kind of be like this, to be this free little bird that flies from one tree to the other or one limb to the other. Because I have two adult children, I don't have any grandchildren, and so my life is kind of set up in a way that I can can kind of move around and just I don't have any pets or anything so I'm just really really kind of free in that way Mm -hmm. I think people you have to look at your own individual situation and I do live in the moment that's for sure and in this moment this works for me and this kind of life works for me I like change so you have to be someone that is not only flexible but someone who is open to change um, I like being around people, and I'm around all kinds of people, so I embrace diversity. I like trying different foods, different music. Um, I just like things that are different, different cultures. I gravitate toward that, so that's part of the, the change in me that kind of helps me to just, like, really lean into this type of lifestyle. So, again, being flexible, also being open to change. And I was able to do this in incremental steps. And so you have to look at your life. You have to look at your family, your situation, finances, what you like to do, what you don't like to do, and really know thyself. I I know myself. I know what my limits are. I know what I don't like, what I do like. And I try to honor that and Mm -hmm. try to be true to myself. And so you have to... You know, what might work for me or work for someone else in terms of this type of lifestyle or traveling may not necessarily, may not necessarily work for someone else. So you have to really, really know thyself. You know, I say know thyself is the first thing. Sure. So it's the kind of thing where you might, because of the different ventures, have to pick up at a moment's notice and go here, go there? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes things change and, you know, opportunities um, come up or, you know, I may get somewhere and I think that I'm staying in one place and it's something totally different or I have to go somewhere totally different or I think it's going to be somewhere and it's not, it's somewhere else or I think I'm going to be doing something, no, I'm doing something else. So you really, really have to be flexible. And I tell, you know, when I have different groups and when I travel with the groups or even if I don't travel with the groups in our briefing before the trip, and I really, really try to stress that. In um, our medical mission in Nicaragua, I've done, um, I think we'll be going into the fourth medical mission, and 
our theme song is Roll With It. You just really, <laughs> really, really have to roll with it. You know, mm-hmm. and we play the song, we embrace the lyrics, knowing that, you know, when we get when we get on site, when we're in country, you know, all of the plans and everything that we laid out may just change just like that. So you really, really, really have to be able to roll with it and keep a smile on your face. And if you're not unhappy about it, okay, you deal with it in your own way, but not let it affect other people in a negative way. So you just have to, you kind of have to roll with it. Yeah. So I have some structure. Yeah. (laughs) Obviously I have to have some structure getting from point A to point B and planning and that type of thing. But things do change. They do change when, when you're on the road, when you're, in country, when you're in developing countries, when you're in places that you're not so familiar with, things do yeah. change. So you have to be open open to that. Mm-hmm. Um, can you, before we get in into in depth, uh, your girlfriends without borders? Can you just mention to us the, the the different businesses that you have so that people would be familiar in a general way? Yeah, I think for the most part, everything is really centered around what I call a travel lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so my primary focus is on volunteer travel and volunteerism. I have one website, which is Travel to Do Good. And so from there, I have trips and um, opportunities for people to serve Um, in other countries and international locations, and definitely as a result of the recent hurricanes and everything that's happening, um, there'll be opportunities to serve domestically, and then I'll be doing more in the Caribbean as well, um, in Puerto Rico and uh, throughout the Caribbean. So it's a travel lifestyle, um, and I guess the tentacles are uh, volunteer travel, volunteerism. I also coordinate corporate meetings so I do meeting planning and I always like to add a purposeful um, aspect to a meeting so if a group is in town for a conference or they're going somewhere for an incentive trip I like to add that give back component whether the group volunteers you know for a half day or a full day so that's how I add the travel to do good that that to do good component so can you um, give us an example of what you mean by I mean do you want them to go out in the in the community and and clean up the neighborhood for a half a day or what kind of a thing might you suggest in the corporate meeting or for that yeah I mean it could be it could be <laughs> it could be something like that you know depending upon the needs of the community um, a couple of projects, uh, one project that I've done is um, we did this around the holidays. We did build a, a bike project um, actually with a group of employees from a um, refinery. And they, I think there were probably about 100, 120 employees. And I was a part of a team that um, organized kind of a team building slash um, give back type of program and so in that scenario that was about 100 people so we had about 10 10 to 12 teams 8 to 10 people on each team and they had to build a bike so it was kind of like a competition in terms of who could build the bike the fastest and then also they had to decorate the bike 
So here and we these had, were children's bikes that you donated? Yeah, children's children? bikes that were donated. Mm-hmm. Children's okay. bikes that were donated. And everyone had a lot of fun. I mean, that was a lot of fun, <laughs> really, you know, fun project, a lot of laughter. People get really, really competitive and silly, and then the bikes were donated. So that's, you know, one type of, one example of a corporate <laughs> team building um, type of thing that can be done. Um, That's great. Of course, the yeah, yeah, definitely love love doing that. And of course, the medical missions, you know, pulling in um, people from the medical community, doctors, nurses, radiologists, um, X-ray techs, non-medical folks, you know, pulling them in. So that's definitely. Um, something that's, you know, geared more toward a, a specific industry or a specific um, profession in which mm-hmm. everyone comes together and serves um, the community by providing, you know, on-site medical care, workshops, that type of thing. Another um, type of corporate initiative that was done with a company that provided um, medication for diabetic patients, and so um, what they did or what we had them do was to put together, um, it was like backpacks that would have items for like a a diabetic um, patient. So, you know, everything from socks to, you know, personal care items um, and kind of healthy snacks and that type of thing, and they were distributed at a community center who had a number of programs for um, that population, for the diabetic community. so um, And these are all you know, in underdeveloped the, countries, right, that you, that you no, did this? Or, actually, or no, is, it, is this Nicaragua exclusively? No. The, actually, um, the medical mission was Nicaragua, and the other two programs were actually in Houston. Oh, okay. So those are the that, meetings. So those are more, I, I don't, well, I gave you an example of a medical mission, but the other two were, you know, employee kind of related types of activities. So just kind of giving you examples of, um, you know, groups of people that work together, industries coming together and serving. So under that umbrella of all the things that I do, again, it's all about a a travel lifestyle and a lifestyle of giving. So volunteer travel, the actual trips, um, meetings. I have a Teams to Do Good program, so that's, kind of falls under the team building um, element. And then also another component, this is something that I'm kind of developing, is really helping to promote artisans in the countries that I visit. There are yeah. so much talent. And um, that's definitely a way that you can travel to do good. You know, when you are, when you're traveling, doing business with, with local artisans and promoting, you know, the product's, that they sell as opposed to going, you know, to a big retail store or a big shopping center, just buy direct. So I really encourage people to do that. Yeah, I really encourage people to do that. So those are kind of the three main components of what I do under this do good travel umbrella. Mm -hmm. Very, very, very impressive. Well, I know that this particular concept that you wanted to to speak with today, and I guess if I don't know if it's something new that you're developing, but the, the girlfriends without border. We want to talk about girlfriends and 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 empowerment and 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 what and what that actually looks like 
in real time and real life um, because that that really was going to be like the centerpiece of the show. But I just wanted to give our audience a flavor of, of what you're all about, that this is one piece of the puzzle, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, it's kind of just been an organic, I mean, it's just something that has just happened organically mm-hmm. because of traveling and being in a variety of communities and places and just connecting with really some very, very incredible people, um, specifically women along the way. And so um, it's just I was looking at my my Facebook friends and looking at the people that I know and my WhatsApp list, and I was like, gosh, and I'm very, very fortunate I have women that I can speak with and connect with from all over the world. And we all have this common bond of, you know, wanting the world to be better, not just for our children and for our families, but for our communities. And so this is really just kind of in the making, but it's just something that, like I said, that's just been happening very, very naturally. You know, just these conversations, um, the opportunity to, to serve, the opportunity to learn, and um, just be around some amazing amazing people. Are you looking to, well, I know that you're, you're keeping connections via you know, Facebook or whatever, but are you thinking in the back of your mind that you want to take all of these amazing girlfriends and formulate like an initial um, wonderful project where, you know, you can say this is what Girlfriends Without Borders is about. I mean, you're trying to launch something with all of these people across Across countries? Yeah, I think just really kind of starting a platform for women to, from around the world, to share ideas and to discuss topics and really learn from each other. I personally think that a lot of the confusion in the world today comes from people just not understanding people that are different from them. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, what I've learned from the women that I've met in India or Ghana or South Africa or Nicaragua or Italy or wherever is that we really all, we're really all one. And that's what is a big component of, you know, when you travel to do good, it's just really having that understanding and that compassion to understand that we all want the same things for each other. And that when you do harm or you wish harm for one person you're kind of doing that for yourself whether you know it or not and so we are I believe that we're all connected and so where do I want to go with this you know I just want the conversation to begin I want because I have a lot of I have conversations with these women every day and at least you know one woman from another country somewhere one or two women every day about something and I want it to be able to expand that and then, of course, when people, you know, everything comes back to traveling to do that and that. So even though this is a offshoot of this, but this happens for the people that, that travel, you know, on my programs. They get to meet. I have programs that have men and women, but obviously we're, we're focused on women. But they get to meet, you know, some of my amazing friends, and that's what makes, I think, the program even more unique is that you kind of have this up-close and personal conversations. 
And um, in some in Nicaragua, go back to Nicaragua, we actually did a um, we did a in home dinner with one of the ladies from the hotel where we where we stay or the resort where our group stays every year, and she had an amazing lunch actually. And um, so to be in her home and just you know she's making the tortillas. There's a um, a a stove outside. I forget what it's called, but like this oven, you know, this mm-hmm. um, just kind of seeing all of that come together, and and you're in her, in her home, just having this amazing meal. So it's those types of um, experiences that you definitely get to have when you when you go on the road, when you go out into creation, and you travel, and especially when you travel with me or travel with one of my groups, you get to have these amazing experiences. Oh but my gosh, for those I want to go. That, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but for those people that may not have that opportunity for whatever reason, the timing is off, it's like, you know, how can I create this platform where people can start to have these conversations and to understand one another? Because from each country, I learned so much. I mean, in Ghana, um, my friend Grace there, who is an entrepreneur, who has a nonprofit organization. I mean, she has so much faith, and her name is Grace, and it's so appropriate because she always, you know, says, by God's grace, you know, this will happen or, you know, this will, you know, we'll be able to do this or do that. And she just kind of moves through life in that way with such grace and humility and faith. And so whenever I'm in her presence or I'm talking to her, you know, I'm always gently reminded of that. So it's, it's this, um, you know, it's this encouragement. It's this, um, you know, um, you know, learnings that I get from being around and connecting with these amazing women. Camaraderie. So like, you know, how can, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, definitely camaraderie. Absolutely. Um, Delilah, I just wanted to say, as uh, Rosalind was talking, I was thinking maybe um, a few years ago when you had your, your tour across country and went to New Mexico and, and you know, had your cultural experiences with with uh, Native American people and all of that. Did it kind of remind you of of those kinds of feelings as well? Oh, absolutely. And it's it's always interesting to make a point of the fact that so much of this revolves around a meal, food, and the types of food and the ways that different people cook it. Um, you know, that was that was the highlight of our day with the family that we visited was learning how to learning how to make the native food the way that they make it. And I think that is such a a bonding process, I guess. And I'm sure, you know, Rosalind, you've had many of those. But it brings um, people together. Yeah. It does. It's a, it's a way food. that yeah, you share and, and it's there's a lot of love and a lot of energy put into the actual food and I really feel like that totally bonds you to the culture and totally bonds you to the family who hosts you right and I think that that for a lot of people out there who may have circumstances in which they're in a small town somewhere in the U.S. and and they might have dreams of going here going there and, and having these you know, enriching cultural experiences, but 
<clears throat> for whatever reason, they, they cannot, whether their family situation financially or whatever. I mean, it, to me, it, I've lived in many different states. I've traveled to a few, a couple of different foreign countries, and I guess I'm very fortunate because, excuse me, a lot of people are not able to do that, but maybe with certain kinds of programs and platforms that you you um, you create, Rosalind, are, are there opportunities for people that have never done something like this? It, are there are there ways for somebody that maybe doesn't have the financial means to, to just take their week of vacation and, and volunteer? I mean, how can somebody kind of step into, um, step into these kinds of uh, scenarios where they might want to get, you know, a bird's eye view of what we're talking about? Well, I mean, I think, again, you know, social media is just such an incredible um, platform to do that. And there are, you know, what I found is um, that if you kind of look, maybe just kind of look, you know, within your Facebook friends, there might be someone that you've befriended or a close friend or friend of a friend of a friend um, that lives in another country and, you know, maybe just kind of following their posts and seeing what holidays um, they're celebrating and start Mm -hmm. engaging in conversation. there was a Indian um, holiday, Diwali, that took place a few days ago. And so my friend Sushila, um, who lives in Noida, India, you know, said happy um, Diwali Day. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And so it's, a, it's an incredible um, celebration in India. And, you know, so I, you know, I'm very, very fortunate that I get, you know, like these posts, right, you know, I get these um you know, the, these uh, WhatsApp, excuse me, these WhatsApp texts, you know, just kind of wishing me happy Diwali Day. And, and that's not something, obviously, we celebrate in the U.S., but it's like, okay, what is that? You know, what's going you on with that? And yeah. It's a, yeah, you want to know more about it. So I think, you know, just kind of the starting the conversation um, within your own Facebook group. And then um, our Girlfriends with, uh, Without Borders Facebook page is slowly, slowly, slowly starting to pull people in. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, going into my group and inviting all of the ladies that I know from around the world and and my friends. I, I've been pulling people into a lot of groups for the last um, few months um, with all the different groups that I'm starting. But I just, I feel like it's a way, again, for us to have a better understanding of others. It will certainly, I think, can lend itself to, I don't know, just a more peaceful situation, you know, when you just have an understanding of other cultures and, and how they live and what's important to them. And you'll, I think people will find that they really aren't that different. We all are all the same. We all want the same thing, you know, whether it's a friend that, you know, is in the Western world or someone in a, in a tiny hut somewhere on the top of a mountain somewhere, we all, you know, basically want the same things. So I think it's the conversations, the food, of course, you know, is incredible if you can share a meal. But I think sharing a conversation, talking, you know, getting to know each other that way. 
Well, yeah. too, conversation, I think, is, is so important for any kind of change to take place. You you know, that's that's the starting point. You start the dialogue, and out of that dialogue comes ideas, and out of those ideas come actual uh, plans for change. Mm-hmm, definitely. I learned so much, um, and I think, you know, oftentimes um, – you know, we think that we, you know, know and have all the answers. And, you know, I really, you know, I encourage people, and I don't even encourage, I, it's, it's a tenement of traveling to do good, is that it is a, it's a situation of mutual respect and that I always tell people that you're going to um, receive more than you can ever give, you know, when you open yourself up really fully to everything that that type of experience can offer. Open and your so, mind and your um, heart, right? Yep, mm-hmm. absolutely. So, um, again, the Girlfriends Without Borders, I want everybody to travel all over the place. To, you know, I know that everyone can't do what I do because no one would be home. Everyone would be traveling. <laughs> and I don't know if a whole lot would get done in the world. We do need some people that are stable and, you know, in their communities and their homes doing certain that things. That are behind their but guests. I Yes, exactly, exactly. Well, you know what they say, the grass is always greener. But, um, but, you know, I do encourage people to just kind of, you know, um, it just open, open their minds to a, just another way of life, another way of thinking. And, I, you know, it, it just makes your life so much. It makes my life, has made my life so much richer. Yeah, So, indeed. again, that's why I want to... Be able to. I want to be able to introduce my my friends to everyone. So I said, okay, the only way I can really truly do that is um, through social media. Keep connecting, and you know, through yeah, just keep connecting. You know, putting questions out there so the questions are thoughtful, and you know, we can have some meaningful conversation and just and and have fun too. That's a big, right. that's very important. Well, Definitely, you know, have I'm, fun. I'm struck by a couple things. One is. Um, you know, we you you get a sense when you travel to other places, whether it's internationally or domestically, and you know what you have. But when you go to a place or an underdeveloped country and you see oppression, or you see um, violence happening, things that that maybe you you don't have to deal with personally, it's very humbling, and you come back with a sense of. What do I have to complain about in comparison to what other other people, other cultures are dealing with? And I'm sure that that's part of it too. And yet they they persevere or they make they create something good out of something bad. As an example, a, a, a video that you shared from Kenya with an all female female society to get away from uh, female genital mutilation, for example. So, I mean, do you do you always have this sense when you travel that um, you want to come back to the U.S. and kind of open people's eyes to what's going on to other 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 cultures to always create awareness and to let them know that in spite of all of the things that are 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 not good that are going on, they they are still. They are still living there, and they are creating their own vibrancy and trying to in- empower themselves. Yeah, I mean, I think we all have to do that um, no matter where we are. 
you know, no matter where what station of life we're in, um, I think we, you know, all have to do that. And, yeah, traveling definitely um, into other cultures especially, definitely you have humility and a sense of gratitude um, for where you are. But I have a, a lot, it has given me a lot of respect as well um, because I, well, I should say this, I have a lot of, I have even more respect for other cultures and other places more now than I ever have in my life because in, in that setting, I learned so much. And um, it is a, you know, it's a very humbling experience. And so, again, you just have to really humble yourself to sometimes, you know, know that maybe I don't have all the answers, that I don't know everything, and that my life, you know, even though people might perceive isn't better than someone else's. And so um, I guess kind of stepping, you know, out of that space and kind of, you know, just respecting um, people where they are. There are, there will be some conditions that will be heartbreaking, no question about it. And that can happen in your own community. You can step around the corner or across town, the next state, you know, wherever. And so um, as I found with um, human trafficking, I think, you know, when I first started traveling nine, ten years ago, internationally, I was traveling before that, honestly, when I first started Travel to Do Good, I thought that human trafficking was something that only happened in other countries. And, you know, and and now I have found and know that it's something that happens, you know, in our own communities. So I guess I say all of that to say that it's, there, there are a lot of ways that you can serve. There, and there are a lot of ways that you can do good. And part of that is, you know, being open to learning, to understanding, um, having a sense of humility, and um, no judgment, just right? being, yeah, and no judgment, yeah, definitely, definitely no judgment, no judgment. Yeah. Um, that's that's a big that's a big part of it, and that's where you know the mutual respect is it's so important. So it's not um, like I said, sometimes it's some horrific circumstances, but you see people um, doing amazing things in in spite of, and yeah. um, so much joy in the simple things you know, so much, so much joy. Those are the things that just, you know, kind of make your heart swell when there's something there, a simple gesture can just really, you know, improve someone's quality of life. You know, that's what I love. Um, can you give us, since we're, t- we're talking about empowerment and particularly with women, you must have a myriad, I mean, I'm sure maybe someday you'll write a book about your experiences, but for now, in the, we have about 20 minutes, I believe, to our show. Can you give us some examples of of um, people that you have met ac- uh, across the world and how um, the empowerment of various females you've met have, has played out? Well, um, as I mentioned before, my friend Grace Amiyo Bing um, who is an entrepreneur in, in Ghana. She lives in Accra. And she has, um, you know, I admire her strength. She started a, a business, you know, selling cosmetics door-to-door and then started developing her own products. And now she has an, a nonprofit organization that um, called Tootsie. 
and um, Tootsie means catch them when they're young. So this is about empowering young girls um, with skills and education and, you know, confidence so that they'll make better choices about mm-hmm. their life. Um, because in Ghana, sadly, um, sad to say that um, in some situations, girls um, may be given up by their families willingly um, to be married at very young ages or, you know, maybe the, the family is given money and they're told that their daughters are, you know, going to be taken away to school or whatever and and it's far from that. Um, you're sold as you know, a commodity, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're sold. And mm-hmm. so um, what she's doing is, is truly um, amazing and um, she has a, a group of women who are now, you know, my friends and my girlfriends, and it's about empowering. It's about empowering young girls with, you know, information, skills, um, education. And um, is there a you know, website for I was, that you'd like to share? Um, it's Gafi, G-A-O-F-I dot org, which stands for Grace Amiel Being International Foundation, but it's G-A-O-F-I org is her um, nonprofit. Um, okay, great. Yeah, I have another um, friend we met last year, um, Dr. Andrea, in, in Nicaragua, and she, along um, with some other um, very good friends in Nicaragua, um, Patrick Hebert, and all of the folks at Grand Pacifica, they. Um, she is now the medical director for a clinic um, that has been built They're in the process of getting it licensed. But prior to that medical clinic being built, um, we were going there and doing a um, doing mobile medical missions, you know, mobile medical clinics where we got in the bus and we went from village to village, you know, and getting off the bus and setting up you know, a clinic in a school or whatever space um, we were able to use. And so um, I got an email from Dr. Andrea just the other day. So mm-hmm. we're ready to to do our next medical mission. And um, she's from, she lives in Nicaragua. She um, is from Guatemala originally, I believe. Um, and so we are you know, super excited to be, you know, working on, on the next medical mission. So she's one of my, um, what I consider one of my girlfriends um, in the mix there. Um, so do you another, go, like, for a day, excuse me, do you go for, like, a, a day in each of these places, or do you spend a few days, whatever they are are able to offer you in terms of their space in this mobile um, clinic? Oh, for the mobile clinic. Yeah, we usually, yeah. the the whole um, medical mission is like a week. So we usually will spend a day in each village, the mobile. But now that the clinic has been built, um, mm-hmm. we use the clinic as our base. So we, instead of going village to village in the bus, and I don't know how we did that in the heat and taking all, everything down. I, I don't even know how we did it, but we did it because that's what we had to do. But now what we do is we send the bus out to the village and they bring people into us. So we have one space, one location that we work from. I know to that this newly built clinic. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. And that organization is help them help themselves dot org. Help them help themselves all like all one word. Help them dot org. Okay. Okay. Oh, that so um, yeah, so we're we're going to be headed back there um, next year. We usually do a medical mission there twice a year, and I'll be working with Dr. Andrea on that. And then um, a new project that I'm going to be um, involved with, working with Jesse, and Jesse um, is based in Italy, actually, and she has a wonderful project called the Italy um, Education Center and dot um, com and I think it's also under dot org so italyeducation.com and again um, this is all under the umbrella of education um, there will also be some um, education I mean some volunteer opportunities with that as well so I'm really excited to be adding um, Italy into the mix and, you know, when I was talking to um, Jesse last year, um, we were talking about the refugee crisis and what was going on in Italy. And she was saying that oftentimes um, a lot of the refugees don't even have shoes. And they, you know, it's in the middle of the winter. And because of a lack of resources or what have you, um, they may just have sandals on. And it's just, you know, it's just pretty unbelievable in terms of the dire straits that um, that a lot of the refugees are are living, their living conditions. And there were so many coming into the country. I'm not really that familiar with. I think I heard. Can you tell us a little bit more about how that that all came about and what they're dealing with now? Well, um, with a lot of the refugees, I mean, coming from a variety of places, some from Africa, from, some from Syria, some from some of the, you know, the countries that are um, being oppressed by ISIS or just, you know, people wanting to leave where they are um, mm-hmm. for a better life. And they get there however they can get there, um, some walking, some by, you know, by boat, they're smuggled in, um, you know, a variety of situations. And because of, um, you know, proximity to Africa in the world, they, they, do get a lot of, um, they do get a lot of refugees from Africa. But, of course, with ISIS and everything that was going on in that part of the world, too, there were people just coming, you know, going throughout Europe. If you remember last year, um, you know, I think it was Hungary that was shutting down their borders and um, then Germany opened up their borders and just the huge um, crisis and what are people going to do. So um, as a result of that, um, when you have a large influx of, you know, people coming in, um, obviously there are going to be a lot of, um, there are going to be a lot of needs. You know, you have women and children and men coming in. And if a country is not, you know, if they don't have the resources to deal with that, you know, they're just, they're kind of in the same situation that we might be if something like that were to happen here. Yeah, we have a lot of resources, but then you have to start reaching into the, the government has a lot of resources, and you have to start reaching into the private sector and to individuals to help. So um, I am going to be actually headed to Italy very, very soon. And so we're going to be putting together some specific volunteer programs and projects that will center around 
education as well as um, you know having a volunteer component. So pretty excited about that. And I actually met Jesse um, online. You know, saw that what she was doing um, as a uh, she has a company called ItalyVacationSpecialist.com. So I saw what she was doing. I had a group that were interested in going to Italy at the time and. Um, reached out to her, and she told me what she was doing with the education center. I said, I'm in. And then she started telling me about all the different opportunities to serve and, and the way people can make a difference. So, And it's not just based in terms of the school. Is that right for children? You're talking more, uh, more holistically in terms of education center? Is that what you mean? Yeah, so they, if this trip or what we're working on will have two components. And the volunteer components, um, you know, as far as working with the refugees, I mean, it could be everything from, you know, helping the nonprofit, because, you you know, whenever I do these programs, I always have to partner with the nonprofit organization there. I have not been there yet, so I don't have all of the details that I might have, like, on some of the countries that I have worked with on a, you know, continual basis, but it can be everything from, you know, helping helping to sort out supplies and clothing, or helping to distribute, you know, items to people. It could, you know, helping in a in a soup kitchen, helping to feed people, helping to, you know, to clean, to cook. It could just be a variety of things. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the volunteer component. The educational component is really going to be centered around. You know, I always tell people that you have to give from the overflow. And so um, a lot of what we're going to be doing is really going to be about, or what she's doing actually is going to really be about empowering women and um, looking at ways that women can get empowered, you know, through retreats and self-care and self-help. Because before you can go out into the world, you have to, yourself, you have to be whole. You have to be giving, again, from the overflow, not just from a full cup, but from the overflow. So the education center, the Italy Education Center, will have those components, and then we'll also add a volunteer um, component to it as well. Wow. So that's, some of my, that's great. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and she and she's turned out to be, you know, one of my girlfriends without borders. I mean, we have, we've never met each other. And we're going to be meeting each other for the first time to entrepreneurs who believe in, in service, who believe in empowering women and empowering young girls. And so that's, the, the, again, the, the beauty of social media, being able to do that. And so, um, so now we're going to meet and going to see what we're going to do from here. Yeah, the, um, the photo that I saw from your, your Facebook page, it has a number of different people on it. It's, very, it's a cool, cool photo, the, the group photo. Have you met a majority of these people, or these are people, um, some of which you've met and, and um, done project with and some of which you have yet to meet? You know, when Facebook I think page? about it, yeah, <laughs> when I think about um, – the women that I know in other countries, who my girlfriends without borders, actually, now that I think about it, a lot of those relationships began online. So they were either they had a nonprofit organization or they had a business or something where I saw that there might be some synergy, and that's how mm-hmm. the relationship started. And then, secondly, the relationship started, you know, you know, with other friends through mutual friends where someone said, oh, you know, you're doing this and they're doing that. It would be great for the two of you to get together. 
So um, that's really how those relationships came to be, um, just seeing what the common, common thread is and just seeing how we can work together and kind of learn from each other. Well, you know, the way I like to think about it, and I think we're, we're all doing it in our own ways, we're building a big tapestry, you know, almost like a big quilt, and we're all kind of sewing pieces together and becoming one. I think it's just that's what life should be. Is, isn't that true, Rosalind? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I totally agree. We're, we're, one, we're one big quilt here, and, you know, it's, I think it's just amazing. Um, I think more people, I mean, everyone is doing their passion work and their, or they should be doing their passion work in their own ways. But I, I feel so fortunate to have, you know, connected with you. Um, and so I'm glad to be part of your network in a small way. And, um, you know, we, we continually wish wish you all the best in, in what you're doing. So you're saying it, soon you're going to Italy, but um, do you, in terms of in terms of your schedule, are you kind of doing things on a rotating basis with all of these different companies, or is it kind of just what comes up and you create? Yeah, uh, are you a long range yeah, planner for your projects, or what kind of comes up in terms of need? How does that go? Yeah, um, a lot of what, you know, I'm working on stuff for 2018, and I have groups that approach me that, you know, want me to put together customized trips for them. I will probably do two to three trips next year where I'll have a, a location, a destination, a date, and people can, you know, come into those trips. And, you know, it'll be um, kind of a, a potpourri of different people from all walks of life. But oftentimes I have, um, you know, someone that will contact me. They have a group, and I'll put together a customized trip for them depending on where they want to go and what they want to do. And I'll just say this very, very quickly. I said this at the top of the hour. Um, I'm really, really also focusing on cultivating and developing opportunities for people to serve um, in Texas, um, in Florida, down in the Keys, um, as well as the Caribbean and Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is... Um, not quite online. There are a lot of things that go into, you know, planning for these trips. So I just ask people to be patient, um, but we'll definitely be putting together some opportunities very, very soon. And Do you want to give the contacts for your, your web pages for? Yeah. Um, yeah, go, go ahead because people, yeah, travel people to need to be in touch. Yeah, traveltodogood.com. Okay. And I have a Facebook page, TravelToDoGood.com, as well as my personal Facebook page, Rosalind Parker. And this is how it starts. I mean, this is our relationship has started in this way. And I haven't met either one of you, but we've been talking for the last year, Delilah, the last two years. And I know something, uh, you know, there are going to be some additional amazing things. This was an amazing opportunity. Thank you so much for having me on the show today and, you know, giving me this platform and well, to encourage people. Well, here's to your advantage. That's what we like when, when they take it and they, they circulate it too because we're here to help. And someday we will meet in person and I'll be hope, hopefully helping you with a project. I would love to do that. Um, yeah. So, Delilah, do, do, you have, do you have any parting thoughts uh, before we close out the show in a couple of minutes? 
Well, I'm always amazed to hear of all of the things that um, Rosalind packs into a day. (laughs) (laughs) And I I commend you for all of the great work that you're doing, Rosalind. And I, I don't know where you get the energy to get it all done, but I know... I know that you're a very organized person and um, however, I like the part where you're talking about just, you have to roll with it. You just have to kind of roll yep, with it. I definitely. can't imagine on some of the trips and, and we're going to have to have you come back and talk about some of the, some of the episodes, so to speak, that you may have run into in, in your worldly travels. I'm sure that you have a lot of interesting tales to tell. That would be great if you'd be if you'd be will if you'd be willing to do that. That would be a great show. Yeah, I'll come and talk about cultural competency, what not to do, and give you some examples of some things that were funny and some things that were not so funny. So yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds like a plan. When when you can fit it in your schedule, get back in touch, and we'll, we'll plan something for the future. But in the meantime, we'll be we'll be seeing you online and talking, and we'll. We'll plan for the future and Godspeed and all the great work and keep connecting, Rosalind. And we're very proud of you and thank you so much for being on today's show. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it so much. Thank you and have a blessed day. We will. Okay. Take care, everyone, and stay tuned um, for the next edition of Shattered Live Radio next Saturday. Good luck today. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.